what? This is the Fade to Gray podcast. You know, I've actually, I think it rubbed off on me a little bit. And so I've, I've been uh, on Grinder a little bit. And oh, am I not supposed to say that here? Okay, never mind. The YouTube videos explained it faster, more accurately, and it had visuals. I thought I was doing you a solid. Right. Say that that's what you're doing. Just send me videos. What do you think about the Fade to Gray podcast? It sucks. Nice. We out. We out. All right, welcome back to another episode of Fade to Gray. This week, it's roundtable time, guys. Ooh. It's that everyone's favorite time of podcasting season. Hell yeah. <laughs> when we come back around to roundtables. And so, honestly, it's been my favorite. Um, I mean, it's been fun doing the relationship series, doing things a little bit differently. We'll get into that. Um, it's been okay. But but I've really enjoyed sitting down and talking with uh, my buddies here, my family here at Fade to Gray. We don't get to do it often enough, but... I don't know if you know this, or our listeners know this, by the way. We, uh, just six days ago, hit our one-year recording anniversary, <laughs> by the way. On six August 25th, ago. we recorded the first episode of Fade to Gray. I didn't even know that. Wow. Awesome. Yes. So I guess, yes. yeah. happy one-year anniversary. I guess that's the title of this episode. There you go. Aww. Oh, I thought it was going to be the F word. <laughs> or- both we can do that like in the parentheses the f words we're gonna get into that as well which f word are you talking about there i do not use that word sir dave Chappelle says it loud and proud yes he did that was actually a really really good uh shit what is that a fucking stand up that was a really Uh, good special special. yeah if you haven't checked it out like in fact we can do a fade to gray on the Chappelle special because i have watched that recently together yeah these are the movies that most um, it's that was very interesting. He actually became probably my favorite stand-up comedian after that. He was already up there near the top, but just how and I felt like a lot of things that he said wouldn't have been funny if it wasn't Dave Chappelle too. I can admit to that. I'm curious right, to but, to know what Seth thinks about it. I watched it and. I stopped paying attention after 10 minutes and I thought it was stupid. And I ended up watching. Were you you on Grindr? Were you just scrolling through Grindr? I was of different apps. There was Grindr, there was Scruff. There's this new thing called Hinge that I learned from his son, Minaj, on uh, his show, The Patriot Act. He talked about it. Hey, the marketing for that's really good. It's like the app that's designed to be deleted. I thought that was genius marketing. It's brilliant. But, anyways, so I was on many apps, including. Marco Polo, our own community, Facebook, Twitter. I I essentially went to every app on my phone because I was so bored. You got to put the so, phone down when you're watching those kind of things and really pay attention. Seriously, it's because you're a white gay man. That's why you got offended. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Who said I got offended? I did Elizabeth not. said it. Because you were messing with your apps. People that like can laugh at themselves weren't looking at their apps. I thought his jokes were boring. I thought they were very relevant to the times. I I think I there too. were a few. I were and I thought it was very bold too. Oh, absolutely. In a lot of ways. Oh. And, and he's already oh, gotten a lot of crap from it, you know, like people are I'm sure I read he an has. article on Vice and it's all like these jokes weren't funny and Dave Chappelle is, you know, obviously transphobic and all this stuff and I'm thinking no, he's not. He just is making social commentary and turning it into jokes, which people have been doing for hundreds of years. You know, that was an interesting point. He made that his friend, what was uh, her name? The 
the trans lady that stayed and I was just trying to remember. Um, I want to call her Laura, but no, that's not that's right. Not it. I'm sorry. Speaking but, of Laura, we have a new Patreon member. Hey, Laura, thanks for joining. It's really been fun getting to know you on Marco Polo. and It's been really cool. There's a plug right there, guys. The community's growing. It's doing well. It's a lot of fun. Like I'm enjoying just um, meeting new people and hanging out with the old bees. And um, some of you guys miss you. Chad, calling you out right now. <laughs> <laughs> Have we, have we ever had a roundtable episode where Chad Johnson didn't get a shout out? Because I was thinking about giving him a shout out before we started. The, like I was thinking about doing that, and you already did it. So bravo. It's going to be like the pineapple on Psych. We have to have it on yeah, every episode. I think technically Chad's the person that's given the most money to the podcast. So why not? Yeah, why not? So, But my thought on Dave Chappelle, that, I'm going to finish that before we move on, is basically... Um, uh, I liked how he took uh, or she made the point of how he makes jokes about R. Kelly and people say that he's empowering R. Kelly because of jokes and he makes jokes about trans people and he said and, it, and they say that he's transphobic for it and it's like it seems like there's not the same standard. Why can't he be empowering to the LGBT community? The alphabet just as people. Much? <laughs> by, 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 by talking about it and making jokes and pointing things out. It's just it's just ironic how you can spin things in the media and make somebody look one way or the other. Sure. Anyway, yeah. that's all. Uh, well, that's the big problem. Speaking of uh, the LGBTQ alphabet community, our last two episodes have been extremely gay. They have. And, I, and when listening to those, I've gotten on my phone. I've scrolled through the apps. I'm like, no, actually, you know what? They have been awesome. They really have been awesome. Uh, I've really enjoyed the last two. Um, you know, I've actually, I think it rubbed off on me a little bit. And so I've, I've been uh, on Grinder a little bit. And, oh, am I not supposed to say that here? Okay, never mind. Well, I don't know. What what are what are your guys' thoughts on it? Um, not sure if we wanted to go into. Let's go one. Let's go one episode at a time. Let's go with the Amanda Martin episode that Chris edited and put out. And again, these are episodes that we didn't do traditionally. They were basically just one person interviews, or um, basically uh, Amanda, I believe, just like um, answered some questions on Marco Polo, and and Chris edited together very smooth smoothly, like smooth like silk you can't tell he wasn't in the same room but in, anyway so now we're all here together to talk about it she did say some things that i'm sure triggered at least one of our members at a round table <laughs> um and other people like we've had some we've had some decent conversations that stem from this and so let's bring it on air and bring it live and relevant so go well i think the thing that people were most triggered by uh or at least from from what i understand is that i found amanda's perspective to be extremely emboldening for the LGBTQ community. I thought that her message was powerful. I thought it was less of a victim mentality and more of like, Hey, I am who I am and who gives a fuck what anyone else thinks. So for me, that was a very positive outlook. And so I toted it as such on the episode, but what I hear from some of the people that listen to the podcast and some of the people that support the podcast is, you know, who are part of that community is that no, in fact, her, you know, over usage of the F word, 
which I don't know if anyone here feels comfortable saying it. We're not talking about fuck. Oh, I I have no problem at all. It the word is faggot. Okay, yeah. Why is that? It's it's if you look at history of words, there's a history of words, not the way it's used hatefully, but the way it was used in history to describe a a burdensome load. And when you have a farm in the 1910, 1920s, 1930s, guess what? That typically that that person was called a burdensome load. It was a definition it was they were using it by yeah, the definition yeah but andy it, you've never you've never used that word with that in mind normally like in our as we've grown up in our era like in the for me 80s 90s now now 2000s whatever like it's always been like as a degrading term to to a gay person or in my, like for me, I've never been like homophobic. Well, maybe when I was younger, I'm not gonna say never. But like, it's always been like if I use a term, it was in friends. You know, what I mean, this one's I'm. I don't think it's an appropriate word for like myself to use. Like on a flippant basis, it's kind of like if I hearing like a white person use the N word like just flippantly, like like it's kind of like it's like nails on chalkboard. They have every right to do it. I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm not policing it. It's just that it's makes people uncomfortable for for reasons that don't need it. It's kind of like I have the right to but say the that. Word, but the like, word rape makes people uncomfortable. Yeah, that's true. And should we not use that word? And moist. I mean, I maybe I mean, I don't know. I guess it, I guess it's in read the room maybe. I don't know. It depends on who you're talking to. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to speak up here. Go ahead. Because I I view that word similar to the N word. I wouldn't use it. I don't use it. And I would never refer to someone with the N word, nor would I do that with this F word that we're speaking of. Um, I think something we need to keep in mind is the, how that word has been used historically to hurt and marginalize this community. And while we may want to take it back or like re-empower it for a lot of people, it has a lot of baggage. And just by the very, uh, but the very fact that it's being used is a trigger to many people. And I think that we need to take that into consideration. Sure, if you want to empower it for yourself, go for it. But keep other people in mind as well. Because it's been used in a very harmful and hurtful way for many, many years. And just the very use of it being used is a trigger. Okay, but Seth, so, why don't you say the N-word? Why is it that you don't say the N-word? Because the exact same reasons. Why? Um, it's been used to marginalize, take people and make them into uh, essentially strip them of their humanity. It's been, it's despicable. Okay. And it's okay for black people to say it though. I, I don't, I'm not black. I can't police. Or right. But you don't cringe people. when a black person says that. I sometimes do. Okay. But I, for real, I really do. Now, I, there's one with an A instead of an R, and I feel like that's a little more acceptable. But, like, I don't like the word at all. <laughs> See, this is the, the thing. Word like, we're tiptoeing around all this the stuff. We're tiptoeing. <laughs> so the point... It's, yeah, go ahead, Andy. It's just, it's weird. Like, we can't even say it within context of what we're talking about. What if we're talking about necrophilia? 
N-word with an A at the end. <laughs> Necrophilia? That's pretty offensive. That's sex with a dead person. That's pretty offensive. How do we know what word we're even talking about? We won't even say it. So how do people... Uh, I understand the point of like being sensitive. Read the room. But... When we can't use a word in context to refer to what we're actually talking about, that is when it's like, what are we doing? I just, I, I, I'm sorry. I get it. Respect I just, people, but. I just don't like myself, that word, those words being said in my voice, especially on a podcast that could be clipped and taken and used well, out of context. Well, that, and that's you and, and that's your choice. And I think that's what we're kind of getting at with you know, this conversation of Fade Degree is like, I think. Um, Amanda did an amazing job, like representing like her th- sp- thoughts, like speaking out, and very. It, it did seem very empowering, like as far as like not having to uh, belong to a quote. Unquote, you can be a part of a community without having to like follow all the community's rules, without having to like conform. You know, you can still like you don't have to lose your individuality. Like I, th- I think like that was the empowering thing for me. The the word like yeah it was like oh whoa there there it goes you know like and, and knowing Amanda like she's she's a great person and she like like it's like in our community like like she's always just trying to say things that are triggering and but she she has a great heart behind it and it's not like if it was hate speech and it was like she actually like had a problem with like gay people which clearly like she does not then then I, it would rub me completely differently and it would be a completely different conversation you know what I mean if it, but what she's trying to do with language, I would applaud her. Same way that we're talking about, you know, wrapping it back around to like the Dave Chappelle special. You know, it's like one of those things, like you, using your platform in a way, like with humor to em- empower, like the word, like you say, not take it back or just disarm it. Like you should be able, we should be able to have the conversation. I, I'm fading to gray on this. Like, I think that you definitely need to be sensitive to a person's situation and, and how it might affect them. But do we want to leave them in that situation where that's always going to affect them that way? Or maybe we can create some positive experiences around this word, you know, around, or around like the fact that like maybe, or, or maybe it doesn't have to be, it doesn't like, let's what? create some positive experiences around the word. <laughs> <laughs> I think Amanda Martin Coming did from a straight black man. Yeah, let's 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 do that, Omar. Oh, I mean, like, kind of. Oh, it's kind of like the black the, the black community has done that with words. I mean, nigga, we fucking say that nigga. When we we may it's it's not negative. We can we can say Straight that we black can man. Like, why are you using these identifiers? Who cares? It's an individual. So guess what? It's 2019. I identify as gay today, so I can say faggot. There you go. I identify as gay today. Sorry. <laughs> Andy, I I, and, and, I affirm I affirm Andy. your nice uh, your desire to be Decision. A, yeah identified as that. See, here's the thing: is like <laughs> it's a really good point. If you're using that word in a hateful way towards someone who is gay, that's wrong. But guess what? I can say that to my friend down the street, dude. Quit being a fag. You can <laughs> like sorry. You can marginalize people too without mean... using that that word. You know, you, you can still be a hateful person and tiptoe and be politically sure. correct. Absolutely. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> and and of course, again, read the room, respect people, do the do the thing, do all the things to hopefully keep people in mind as much as possible. But you know, dude, I was called that in high school so many times. <laughs> 
It it uh, I was. Look at you I now. Was. <laughs> I believe it. And look at me now. I, I am drowning in wind. <laughs> uh, he's, dri- he's dripping in pussy. <laughs> Sorry, Elizabeth. Oh my gosh. She's still uh, in the closet, my daughter by the way. This when she's older, she is gonna. <laughs> Elizabeth, you can you can speak even though you're in the closet. What's your thoughts on this? <laughs> I don't have any thoughts. I really like Amanda. I really like her perspective. I loved the interview. I use her as my gay sound <laughs> board because I I'm trying to like process my is own. Is Seth not good enough for you? Like, is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's great for me, but don't forget about Amanda. Ethan. Who Ethan doesn't talk to me, so Who? I'm gonna talk to <laughs> the gays that talk to me. So, uh, yeah, like there, yeah, I like talking to Amanda. She doesn't get upset when I ask her certain things. Sorry, Seth, I haven't asked you things though, but and I don't want to bother Seth because I don't. <laughs> but Amanda, I'll bug all day. <laughs> I don't know. I've got my own set of issues. <laughs> Um, no, but I really like talking to Amanda cause she's, she is a straight shooter and she doesn't mind me asking what could be construed as possibly offensive things that I'm just trying to process and fade to gray on myself. And like the fact that she's very comfortable with the word faggot works for me. Like I, I, that to me means she is safe to talk to, um, about any and all LGBTQ related things and questions that I have um, as I'm processing the whole thing. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because I, I feel the same way that a lot of you guys feel about this word and that you should be able to say it. And certainly there should be no word that's taboo to say because it's a fucking word. However, I cannot bring myself to say this one or the N word. These are like two words that I just cannot bring myself to say, even though I think it's perfectly fine and okay. I just, I don't know. There's just something about it that, and maybe it's society, maybe it's, you know, the whole political correctness that you have to abide by now, or you're ostracized or whatever. But I just, when I was a kid, I said it freely, uh, the F word, you know, all the time. It was like, you know, just like you said, Andy, uh, Hey, you know, bro, you're a F word. You know, we did that all the time and it never meant what it, what it really, you know, I guess means today. How about Chris, you're lame. You're lame. Yeah. Are you are you actually the definition of lame? Yeah, I mean that's no. fucked up too because you're talking about someone being disabled, right? Disabled, exactly. Yeah. Is it possible that you have just gotten to know some gay people in your life, and as a result, you don't want to use that word? No, my uncle's no been purpose. gay my whole life, and I've grown right. up around him. So now I use that. You know, even knowing him, whenever I was a kid, I just flippantly used the word. Um, I, I don't think that that's really you know, made an impact on my decision. I'm not really sure why. I think it's a culture thing. It's, it's a fear of being ostracized. That thing, that political correctness thing you were talking about, I think. Yeah. But can I I flip that around a little bit though? Fear of being ostracized. The word is ostracizing to other people. I, I I don't know if we're looking at this at the right angle. Is it though? is it though like like yeah it's, the, what, yes. what, was Amanda Amanda was ostracizing people by telling her story? No, and she used the, the well. That, that's what we're talking the, the about. His, that's, the that's history, exactly what we're talking the about. The history of the word is what I'm talking about. I thought it like, meant a right, and and, but, and for one, 
I think there's a big difference between a gay person using it and a straight person using it. And you are straight, so we're talking about your use of the word. You said so that Omar, you wouldn't identify be as gay today, please. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hurry! <laughs> that leaves me in a very awkward position. <laughs> Seth, what do you say? You know, I, I understand I understand the ostracizing point, uh, but again, uh, it's 2019. Isn't ostracizing also straight white male? Isn't that an ostracizing term in these times? Isn't, isn't that a marginalizing term? Yeah. Also, the term marginalize, to put in a box. You can do that with anything. Just marginalize well, doesn't mean that you're disrespecting com- someone. If you're about to compare the entire population of white people to the population of gay people and try to make them comparable, I think that's a horrible illustration. Because you're talking about... I mean, it's an illustration. Who- it's a horrible illustration to you. Also, the term white people... Uh, there's German, there's French, there's, uh, you know, there's, well, a, a, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that you can say white people, but you can't say black people. You have to say African-American. What, is, what if it's a, a guy who moved from England to America? Is he still African-American? No. And actually, most of the time, I don't use the word African-American. Most of the time, I use black because that's true. Well, you got to remember, and Seth always PC has a little black, black in him. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Just, I, just, just the tip. Just a tip. <laughs> anyway, Seth, yeah, I want to say that hilarious. I do agree with a lot of your point. Hilarious. But, but the whole thing is we're talking about Amanda's use, usage of it in episode one, and she wasn't doing it to ostracize anybody. And and I think that like language in general, I think it's a good conversation. We'll probably go back to this at some point in, a, in another roundtable in the future because I think the political correctness conversation and how do you respect people but still – like be yourself without having because you don't want to give those words too much power and i feel like if you're afraid to say something and it's the n-word it's the f-word it automatically makes it, it makes it it's a looming thing out why here are we putting like, a fear on it why is it a fear of using it the word why isn't it not i'm just not going to use that word because it's disrespectful like why do we have to why do we have to say me. like this i can't do or something's going to happen to me if i do it like that's, why is that even part of the conversation? Because like, that's I don't even, the world we live in. You say one me, wrong thing and you're done. The conversation should be, why would I use it? Because I care about people and I wouldn't want to spread something that's been traumatizing to people. Yeah, I don't, and, and there's fear in, in hurting somebody and fear in saying the wrong thing and causing drama when you weren't trying to cause as well. All right, let me, let me just very quickly, Omar. All right, as a person who identifies as black, okay, would you be okay with white people saying the N-word? Not the hard R. The hard R is, is, <laughs> is, 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 is like, like there's Why? enough rap, there's enough rap music and, and want to be black people, white people trying to be black that, that say it. I don't think that like, it's, that is not offensive to me. I mean, but I live in Western Pennsylvania, you know, and hearing, you know, a white person like talk about a, a black person or a person of color and want to, and want to degrade or put somebody down and use it in that offensive term. Like it's, it, it turns my stomach like, but um, it's just nails on a chalkboard for the um, innocent 
or the how you say i want to say naive because also like working with the amish and stuff where people have never told them you can't say that word <laughs> around black people it's a little bit different and so it really is just the person and trying to know and understand the person's intent like i think i don't try to trip so much up on words because like really like we were talking about like i mean i'd be i'd be more hurt by like somebody purposely like trying to like let somebody who knows me that's purposely trying to hurt me because they, they, they have information on me or something like that. That's something that I, other than that, no, you're not going to get underneath my skin with a word. It's just a word. I'm not going to allow, that's the thing. I'm not going to, it doesn't have emotional stake in me, no matter what I've been through. I've been called the N word. I've been called the F word. I've been called all kinds of words, you know? And it's just one of those things. It's like, I think the message of, like you're more than that that is not your identity that's just that's somebody else's issue you know if somebody else is saying that like i'm not going to allow somebody else's issue to become my issue because i have a past and and just because i'm saying what i'm saying now doesn't say that i haven't been abused i haven't been neglected whatever you know it's like and i'm not saying that like the people that have a story and who are affected negatively by that word are any less important than than i am because i'm just saying that i think we need to move forward we just need to move forward. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And let's let's move forward with the in episode two. Unless anybody else has any final thoughts on that. I do want to hear any final thoughts from Seth though, since you are the one that was probably triggered the most by Amanda's episode, or at least you have people that you are involved with that were triggered the most. Let's give you the final word on it. No, I think that it was a great episode. Um, I really liked hearing Amanda's story and I think that she had a lot to add. Um, that point on this word though, is something that I, I take issue with. Um, but that's, it's not like I am the police or the end all be all. That's just my personal take. Um, I believe that the things we do and the things we say have power and I can't presume to understand another person's situation or world. And therefore I'm not going to say or do things that could potentially harm others but for her if she finds that empowering great but i would encourage some history lessons <laughs> on what the gay community has been through and how that word has been used um before i would use it openly but that's just me but other than that i thought the episode was great i really enjoyed hearing her story okay can you say look up your history honey <clears throat> can you say that for me real quick <laughs> no I mean, I technic refuse. technically, you can say that today because you've, you know, identified as gay. So that is true. Uh, just real quick to to put a button on this: Can someone who's bi say the f word? Who are you asking? You. Everybody. The, you mainly. Well, I don't think you're the authority. I don't. I don't think that anyone should use it. So, gay, straight, or bi. I. I don't think it should be used. So, all right. Boom. What about someone else in the room? Cause I'm not the only one here. Omar, Chris, I don't care. Omar. I mean, I think it was more directed towards you just because of the fact that you said that you you're a say that if, if, gay you're, guru. if you're gay, like, well, I don't was, even, I don't even that was, really, that was, that, was, that was your stipulation. Like 
You said you well, said you did say there's a difference between a straight person saying there it is a and a gay person straight. But I still say so. there is a difference, just as there's a difference between black people using the N word and white people using the N word. I don't think a difference. I mean I think a black person but that uses the hard R to call another black person that is, is, is wrong. dead wrong. And and so do I. And that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm, I, I'm not saying no. I'm not. But I'm not saying whether white or black. I'm not saying. I'm g- saying that straight. there is a difference between gay people using it and white people using it. But I still think either way is wrong. <laughs> I think one people. has a greater severity but than black the pe- other. Black, pe- black people <laughs> can say whatever the fuck they want because what are you going to say to them to stop them? <laughs> is there a shortened version of the f word that I can say? <laughs> Because you're a short person, is Man, that is that's that, right? Is that a short? Is you that guys, a short joke? You guys are all faz, <laughs> faz. Can I do that? Can I say faz? You guys are faz. <laughs> that's so that's so fa. Well, that's the great thing. You live in America. You can say whatever you want. All right. So Seth edited episode two. If you guys couldn't tell, um, <laughs> and. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. <laughs> Can I leave now? <laughs> Did you like that transition? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a seamless transition. I love it. He's gone. <laughs> come back, Seth. <laughs> Baby, come back. So let's talk about let's talk about content. Let's talk about let's talk about the whole process. I just want to hear well, you talk wanna, about. I want to talk just quickly. Was was the editing uh, that noticeably different? Yes. Yes, I listened to the first five minutes, and that's it. Sorry, Seth. <laughs> okay, I listened to the whole thing, but yeah, it you know, you made Chris up. quit, man. What do you? <laughs> Yes, I did. Uh, t- now, technically, I didn't quit. <laughs> no, no, no. You quit. made Renee quit. Let's be honest. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Renee. Really. I guess Renee can come on and maybe talk about that on another episode. Yeah, let's just talk about that just for a second, Renee. You're. I know you're listening in Eindhoven right now. We actually set this meeting for like. <laughs> one o'clock p.m. My well, let's time, give a little so context. Renee's always okay. bitching that we set the meetings for a time that he can't be on because he's like seven hours ahead of us, right? Over Correct. and over and over. And he hasn't over done anything with Fade to Gray for like six months. Right. And um, every time we try to actually accommodate. Right. No, every time we don't really. I, we haven't tried to accommodate in a long time. Every time we have tried. Every time we have up. tried. Because yeah. we did try it previously and then we stopped because it didn't make a difference. Right. He always had something going on. Yeah. In his defense, like I didn't give him too much of notice. <laughs> He's at a wedding today. <laughs> yeah. He's at a wedding day. So Renee, we missed you. We were this was gonna be his final farewell episode. He did step down after the last epi- our last episode, <laughs> as did most of our other uh, conservative Christian people. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. If you're still with us, thank you for holding strong. <laughs> But um, but yeah. So we'll keep going, Renee. We love it. We'll have you back on to have any thoughts, and obviously, um, as a guest in the future, he's still in our community. We still get to get updates daily as he's riding his bike. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> or screaming uh, images of Toby. Yeah. No, Seth. I found the love content you, of the episode to be very good, uh, actually. So 
listening to the content, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked. I agree with Chris. I mean, it was like, I'm going to just be expose myself right here at first. Like, uh, Nick, um, I love you. Like, I've, I really did enjoy your story. Um, for me personally, like I, I had a hard time getting past the guy's voice. Um, and I don't know if that's just my own prejudice from growing up or whatever, call it homophobia, call it what you want. Like, I, I mean, if that's like, if he's naturally was born, like speaking that way, but it's like, it's like, sometimes it feels like an act, which, um, I, I think, you know, like that may be wrong for me to say. And so I was able to get like, as I listened to Nick though, and actually listened to what he had to say, he had very good content a very good story, um, you know, kind of shocking some of the stuff he had to say, but it wasn't too much for me. And I enjoyed the episode, Seth. I think for your first episode, putting it out, like, I mean, it was, listen, it was good. I, I told you that when I first heard it. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Um, and we can get into the critiques and different stuff. I'm doing the editing process now. I know it's hard. Um, I mean, it, you did, you did good for your for, for your first time especially the and a good interview would have been better had he watched my videos <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm just kidding no seth i let's go back real quick omar i want to kind of comment on what you said about the guy's voice all right i didn't even notice it to be honest with you like the voice didn't bother me at all uh but i am curious why do so many gay people's voice sound like that yeah. Is that, I mean, what is that? Is, is there a genetic reason for that or a, uh, evolutionary reason for that? What is that? Anyone know? Like Seth's voice doesn't Seth, sound like in, that. In your opinion though, like what, uh, it, it, what is it, man, it, I've wondered that too. Is it cultural? Is it whatever? Because also if you look at, um, Omar, sorry, buddy. If you look at the black community, there's a lot of voices that sound the same too. And then you look at the military. So a lot of times those guys speak a certain way. And uh, you look at Valley girls here in California. It's all very cultural. See the Valley girl thing. That's another thing that just for, in my defense, like I don't like the Valley girl girl voice either, you know? And so, and I don't think that all gay people sound the same. I don't. I don't think that all black people is, sound the same. Is this voice thing no. exclusively gay, or is this somewhat true across the uh, human population? You just notice it more in gay people. I don't know any oh, straight I've people who never, talk like that. I've never met a straight man who talks like this. I really haven't. Sorry. I, I've... I've definitely met some. I've, I've definitely met <laughs> some effeminate, quiet, but... like straight people. I've met some straight people that talk pretty effeminate. I'm going to say sure. that. Well, I mean, they might have been closeted. I don't know, but they they identified as straight, if I can say that, and they were pretty effeminate. But even the valley, like the uh, like all that stuff, and that's why it's just myself. I have a hard time like paying attention to that when it's happening. You know, what I mean? but whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm getting over it. I'm, I can change. I can grow. I think it's a good question. I, I just don't think it's... I, I, I do too. I, and I don't think it is very predominant in outside of the gay community. I just don't think it's very predominant. Some people would say that the way I talk would be effeminate. 
I don't think it is, but some, you know, Marines might call me, you know, say I'm whatever based on my, the way I talk. Um, but I, I seriously, there is something very, very common in, in that speaking that I've only seen in, in, um, people who identify as gay. I'm trying to be very politically correct now. I don't know if you notice this. <laughs> You're doing moderately good. I mean, we, we can <laughs> we can you. tell we can tell how you're straining through it, like you're taking a poop. Can you see my face? I'm sweating so much right now. We've silenced Seth, full Seth. transparency. Did, did Seth Speak freeze? Up, Seth. I think he froze. No, he's there. I can see his eyes going up and down. Uh, I actually didn't listen to the episode. Full transparency. Uh, I should probably listen to the episode. No, don't. <laughs> he's oh. like, no, don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it from uh, (laughs) Zeth's mouth. I get permission not to listen. So this is awesome. Well, no, it was a controversial episode. I mean, people listened to it. And in fact, I think it's caught up or it went past the the last roundtable we did. Um, So, I mean, you know, it's been listened to quite a bit. So, you know, I'm I'm really happy to talk about it, specifically the content. A lot of people's last episode. A lot of people's last episode. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and let's just talk about the reason. The reason people, you know, were offended by it was because they have more conservative values, I suppose, and they weren't used to hearing stuff about, uh, you know, men going into, uh, I guess, have sex with other men in front of their wives, you know, but this is something that was talked about on that episode. And that, you know, that caused a lot of people, I guess, to be uncomfortable. And some people would say, well, I just don't relate to it. I, I remember one of our Patreon members said, I'm straight and I'm married to a woman and I just don't relate to it. So I didn't really care for it. But for me, I'm straight and I'm married and I really enjoyed hearing about it, I guess, because I've kind of got a dirty mind. I don't know. I just, you know, I like I like hearing how other people live. You said you enjoyed the episode because you care about me. I definitely and do I, that. But and I and I did it. So I appreciate you listening. That was that was a dig to Andy, just in case you guys didn't pick that up. <laughs> well, as, Andy. Andy, as the mic drop as he walks away. <laughs> uh, you know, hey, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, I, I got nothing but love for Seth. I just, you know, had a busy week at work this week, past actually three weeks or so. And uh, I have not even listened to anything. Uh, I haven't listened to Joe Rogan, man. Uh, that says something about me. I've been real busy. If I'm not listening to to the old to the old Rogan Meister, um, I mean, he does take up half know, your I'm, week I'm if listen. you listen to him. <laughs> true. And that That's was true. I want to clarify that was not a dig at Andy or Elizabeth. I was. Oh come on! Chris Don't break himself. down the fourth wall. <laughs> it's funny. It was funny. Was I'll take it. Fourth wall. I kept calling dig. it the third wall. Oh damn! Anyway, how many walls are there? Four. There should be. There should be four. <laughs> Tear them all down. I mean, if you live in an octagon, there could be eight. Oh my gosh. <laughs> We've derailed. Yeah, you're, you're being marginalizing to uh, an uh, octagon room. <laughs> you're, you're, be, <laughs> yes, you're being very exclusionary. I don't even care. There's only four walls, people. Well, well, you, <laughs> you live I'll in a closet too, though. So four walls, two <laughs> genders. <do>. So, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Oh god! Uh. <laughs> That's what I'm here for, baby. <laughs> That's why this podcast got started. Omar loved my hateful heart. <laughs> Seth, you were saying something politically correct a second ago. 
No, I um, I was just going to say, like, I don't think that Nick and I are friends really much anymore after that episode aired. Why? Really? So what interesting. happened? Which is also really interesting. But um, is it our fault? Because all the things we said about it at Marco Polo. <laughs> I don't have. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Apparently, I am too complicated. Uh, apparently, you're what? I'm too complicated. Oh, aren't we all? Seth, if someone says they don't want yes. to be your friend because you're too complicated, well, he didn't say that. He didn't say that. He just ghosted he, you. It kind of. What a dickhead. And and you know, I kept trying to. You know, he said, well, we should talk about things. I was like, yeah, let's talk about them. And then I would ask to hang out to talk about them. And then it would be pushed off another week. And, you know, like it was never we could never actually have a open and front conversation. So I really don't even know what I have done wrong. Maybe but, you didn't. Maybe he's freaking out because has he ever done anything like put his story out there for the world to hear before? Maybe he's just like freaking out because of that and it has nothing to do with you. I think yeah, he's mad because of the editing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably is. He's like, fuck, I thought Chris was editing that. <laughs> and then he comes into Fade to Gray and listens to everyone just tear him a new one. Well, I, had, uh, I didn't like his voice, and this editing was bad. And I'm willing to talk about it. I could be a shitty person for and, saying that, and I'm willing to admit that. And I, you know, and I don't know how to engage and be super sensitive all the time around all of the significance around the black community and all the persecution and what that means like being gay like i don't i don't i'm not an expert at that um so anyways it's just kind of sad so the the episode was a flop no actually it wasn't no 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 actually not but but it's been um it's been a learning experience. I think I really have ostracized a lot of the the conservative Christian movement as well as our, our group, specifically as you should. that of Chad Johnson, which again another shout out, but that'll that'll make no, him upset and I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a polo or no, a text. And, and he hasn't been actually I, I talked to him yesterday. He was in my draft, by the way. Another, anyway, fantasy Explaining list. everything that he doesn't you know, that he's fine with it. But I, I know I know. <laughs> he doesn't have to say it. I know. Uh, no. I think I think maybe you're giving Chad too much of a hard time. I think I think Chad is very okay with gay community stuff. I think you just didn't relate to the episode. That's all. Yeah, I do too. I'm just giving him a hard time for fun. Yeah. And if mean, it's a flop, it was a belly flop from like a three story like high dive, and <laughs> it was worth it was worth watching, even though it might have been painful a little bit. Like it was, it's definitely worth watching, and you did a good job for your first, for your first. Oh try. well, if Seth said it was a flop, I'm definitely listening now. Are we going <laughs> to, are we going to, you know, straighten this up a little bit? You know, maybe, you know, put a little of the gay issues aside for a minute or two, and kind of re-engage with our our majority of heterosexual. Well, at this point, uh, like we people. have had my episode, which I will be releasing later today. I'm going who's out that with that would be with Mr. Tyler Wicks. Well, that's um, still uh, a person who's a member of the alphabet people. He's a, a demisexual, I think it's pretty interesting. I mean, like, but that's, that, I've never heard what a demisexual is. I have he, not either. He made that up, <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but yeah, so we're getting back. I mean, there's uh 
we definitely have some more controversial episodes coming up with Marie Delafont from Everyone's Agnostic Podcast. And I believe she's starting another podcast uh, having to do with polyamorous relationships. Amorous. And... <laughs> no, poly, polyamorous. I like that. I mean, like I'm saying, we can roll it. We haven't done Omarisms in since like season one of the podcast. And I just cannot get that word right. I know it's polyamorous but I, for some reason I can't, I can't say it right the first time it just will never happen so forgive me all of you many many lover people out there listen omar omar is bracing how much we're marginalizing his speech and he's taking it like a champ i love it he's owning it he's taking it back i know i know i don't speak right <laughs> In other news, I have an episode I'm trying to figure out what to do with because when we originally did this, or originally we were planning for this, the idea was to have one episode per topic with a bunch of different like five-minute clips of people yeah, saying stuff. That's so my fault. That's what I did. I did two little interviews with people. So I've got a total of like 30 minutes of audio total yeah. from two people. I'm trying to figure out how to make it an hour. Well, that's my bad. It doesn't have thoughts, to be an hour. Basically, just, just make it with what you have when you're talking it, with it and everybody will love it. I, I know. I, I know. It just it It's so disjointed right now. So I'm still trying to figure out how to plan it out. But, but the point being, one of them is about friendship and one of them is about divorce and remarriage. So if mine is not going to be nearly as controversial, probably not as interesting, but there you have it. That's it's going to be out there. Yeah. Eventually. I, I'd like to just apologize because that was originally my idea to do things that way. And then whenever it came down to the wire, once we had all of that, you know, planned out and even some of the audio recorded, we couldn't figure out how to do and it. And a deadline, which I met. <laughs> With my five-minute interviews. <laughs> yeah. Keep going. Sorry. No, I'm just saying. Like I, you know, I I feel bad about that. That's my fault. It well, was it's my definitely idea your fault. We're out. definitely doing a lot more work around here at Fade to Gray recently because yeah. we have we have been spoiled <laughs> rotten for the yep. last year of a podcast with amazing editing between Chris and and Chambi in Australia and both of them their life and work schedules have gotten way too hectic and they're no longer both of them have stepped down from editing that's why yeah. Seth edited the last episode and and I Which... am... go ahead go ahead because Seth is very bitter but I want to hear so we're going to move we're done talking about our episodes let's let's talk about our lives and why things are so busy and why things are changing um also a little plug we if you didn't notice we did not have an episode after the week after Seth's episode, it wasn't because everything shut down because of Seth's episode. It's just that we were, we already planned on mo- planned on moving to every other week, so we're going to get two episodes a month. And we did not announce that to you guys, and we apologize. Um, and so that's what's going on there. So technically, on the Amanda Martin episode, I said we'd have another episode out in two weeks' time. But Seth went ahead and put out one the next week, yeah, because he didn't listen to my episode. But that's okay. <laughs> he doesn't listen like to listen to anything you send him, so it's that's what just happens. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, so he's so annoyed right now. when Chris. Okay, so we have to talk a little bit. We're gonna have a heart to heart moment, Page Gray listeners. All right, uh, is this Chris a mental been, episode? <laughs> shut up. Chris has been an excellent editor, and I have been so incredibly thankful. And when he decided to take a little sabbatical, which I completely support, he, you know, kind of left some things to to the rest of us to figure out. 
And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to do my best and I'm, I'm going to do what I can to really make some quality stuff here. And, uh, I was almost done. I was really proud of what I created. I reached out to Chris with some simple questions, just like, hey, you know, how do I handle this? What do I do? And without a response or an explanation, Chris just sends me YouTube videos. And I was a little pissed off about that. <laughs> and that happened. The YouTube and videos explained it faster, more accurately, and it had visuals. I thought I was doing you a solid. Right. <laughs> say that that's what you're doing <laughs> just send me videos but um, oh. if you notice a big difference in sound quality apparently there is as to at least at least two members of the fade to gray crew part of the creators of this podcast couldn't even make it past five minutes so if you make it past <laughs> 10 i just want to say thank you and understand that this is seth it's good how content seth the content was good. And if it's a little bit out there for you, um, I I want to apologize for that. But please remember that this is called... You don't need to apologize for that. Don't apologize for that. Remember that this is called Fade to Gray Podcast. Not We're Fade not to Gay. Here, right. <laughs> We're not here for, you know, people who want just everything to sound great all the time. We're going we're gonna to expose uh, the rough parts of life mean, and potentially rough parts of audio. But, you know, <laughs> it'll come through with a story that I think you'll really appreciate. So if you can give my episode some time with Nick Harris, I would greatly appreciate it. And let me just say that Seth did work very hard on this episode because he did spend, I don't know, countless hours trying to make it sound good. Um and I kept telling him he needs to stop doing it in GarageBand, but he refuses. I don't know why. Whatever, Seth. You can do what you want. But I know why you had audio issues. I know exactly what you did because I've done it a million times. Um, if you just use Audacity, man, oh, it would have been so much easier. But anyway, all this That's to what say. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All this to say, Seth worked extremely hard on that episode. Uh, and he should be proud of it. He really should. The content is very good. Um, and it was his first shot at editing. So I'm, you know, I'm not upset about it. Uh, Renee certainly was okay, but you know, I'm all right. <laughs> I think he did good. He was upset though. Yeah. And speaking of the hiatus, I guess I should go ahead and take this time to talk about that real quick. Um, is that I actually, I actually was planning on quitting the podcast just to everyone, uh, just so everyone knows. Um, you know, I've got a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. Not bad things. They're all pretty good. There was an intervention. (laughs) So, you know, my, my initial plan was to take a little bit of a break and kind of, uh, get my head, you know, around, um, what I would be able to give to this podcast because I didn't want to, you know, pull an Ethan and just kind of hang on by a thread for some weird reason. (laughs) Um, you know, so (laughs) What I did was listen to this. Exactly. <laughs> well, he's over in, uh, he's over in the, uh, what do you call locker it? Locker room. room. Yeah. He's over in the locker room or on whatever. So, so anyhow, you know, I took the time to think about it and, and I actually did come to the conclusion to quit the podcast. Um, so, but you know, I don't know. I, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be around as much as I can, as much as I can. I'm going to pull a Luke here. I'm going to be around when I can. Um, around, you know, at least one round table a month for sure. All right. But I am going to kind of step away from fade to gray a little bit, not completely. I'm still very active over Marco Polo. 
Uh, but as far as my duties, I've got, you know, a lot of stuff going on with my job. Uh, certainly a lot of stuff, uh, happening in my personal life here, good things, but you know, things that need my attention, um, that I'm going to be focusing on, but not leaving fade to gray, very excited to still be a part, uh, and, uh, super stoked to be on the round tables here. Do we need to explain who Luke is? Yeah. I mean, I know we kind of know. Name know that. So let's, go, let's go ahead and let, let, let the cat out of the bag, too. God damn um, it. Here in about a month's time as well, because this is just a busy season in everybody's lives. And uh, your summer's wrapping up. You're scrambling, getting ready before the weather changes and stuff. But, yeah, so in about a month, um, when things settle down for everybody, um, we're going to bring on another member that's probably going to be sporadic. Again, like, um, um, if you guys remember Luke King from Your Atheist Pastor, he's actually – stepping down and has stepped down from leading that he's still involved with your atheist pastor they have stephanie who's who's leading that so shout out to stephanie who's taking over i'm sure she's gonna do an amazing job um but she's gonna uh, but luke's gonna have some a little bit more free time he's doing another podcast called death and sex and and he's gonna be a member of the round table bringing some another you know atheist aspect whenever we talk about kind of religious stuff also i mean he's just a great guy to talk to um really has some great ideas and he's been somebody ever since the, our first meeting um just felt like one of us it just felt right it felt made sense and with kind of the new format of things um there was definitely room for um a floater like that basically maybe Luke with Luke and Chris's involvement it might make up for one Chris i mean it's definitely like triples its height for sure but but at least <laughs> might might make <laughs> might make at least one of them <laughs> Well, yeah, and I do apologize for letting the cat out of the bag. I forgot that we hadn't even uh, told everyone about that yet. So I do apologize about that. But the interesting thing is, is that if if Renee hadn't quit on the day he did, it's very likely that I would have quit because it just so happened that I actually was going to quit the exact same day. And I didn't know that Renee was quitting. Um, And then whenever I found out that Renee quit, I was like, shit, I can't quit today. Yeah. yeah, it would just be weird, and it gave me some more time to process it, which I'm glad I did. So imagine how I felt, like you know, as <laughs> we've been doing this podcast for about a year, coming up on the on the year anniversary, and um, you know, just kind of what felt like out of the blue for both of them, you know. And obviously, Renee hasn't been around for about six months or more, so it's like kind of saw that one coming. Um, but with Chris's, I'm like, wow, okay. Well, Renee quit today too. But and as as I was talking with Chris, because I didn't want to like necessarily talk him out of it, I wanted to hear more like what was going on to see like if we could work more, see if we can make it work. Because um, I've said this many times, and I'll say it on air that I don't want to do this without you, Chris. And so um, I'm really glad that you're still around. Um, I love kind of the the perspective that you bring in and kind of like really normalize things. And as much as I may be like the father of the podcast, the pod father in one way or another, but like, uh, like you are our fearless leader in, in, in a lot of ways as well. So, um, glad that uh, you're well, still that's, around. it's very nice of you to say, but completely, completely untrue. Seth, <laughs> what'd you have to say? You, you probably have the only podcast voice. No, no. Andy's gold. Uh, Andy, Andy has pretty good pot. Well, yeah, you're number and, one. And have you if heard Elizabeth's voice, podcast? I, I mean, I'm always making those panties wet. What do you mean? Like right now, like the sweet vibrations of this deep voice is just making it drip. I think that's what Seth does. Mine? Seth's gagging over there right now. Just because he's thinking about like 
pussy. That's <laughs> I have sex too, Seth. How many women are turned on by I Seth's voice? I have sex voice? too with men. <laughs> Let us know at Fade to Gray. Get, get, out, get at us on our social media, either on Facebook or Instagram or um, obviously Marco Polo or our website at FadeToGrayPodcast.com. Let all of you women out Which there. Which is getting updated. Let us know how sexy you think Seth's voice is. Especially <laughs> when he talks about rich mahogany. Oh my God. And don't forget to go leave an iTunes review about Seth's sexy voice. Why are we doing this? What? <laughs> what, what are, are we that bored right now? <laughs> it's two o'clock yep, in an hour. It's, it's good. I want to hear what anybody else was going on in your lives real quick. The, the listeners want to know. Andy. Hey, 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 hey. All right, real oh. quick for me. Oh, Let's just want to know about you too, babe. You, you go, go first. Ahead. By all means. <laughs> uh, I've just been trying to keep up with kids' school. Um, I'm a homeschool mom, so tis the season to figure out how to get everybody taught everything that needs to be taught within the course of the week. And then, uh, it, yeah, it's the second year that I've taught three kids at the same time. Um, and it's a little bit easier this year. We already have a flow going, so that's been really good. And then uh, – Lots of work going on at the studio that I work at, uh, where I work for a few days a week. Um, and on, yeah, they've given me a bunch of new responsibilities. So that's been busy doing that. And so that's why our Instagram has been not active. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the stuff in the social and, media realm is going to be getting revamped, like Elizabeth mentioned. I think Lena's still working on yeah, that, right? <laughs> Lena, I miss mm-hmm. you. So, but uh, Who? if you want to know more about Elizabeth and the things that she's doing, go ahead and plug uh, your podcast too as well, babe. Yeah, so I've been working on a uh, foreign toe podcast to, for a homeschool. It's a homeschool podcast just to encourage homeschool moms. So I've been able to get it out every other week. Um, I haven't been as happy with it the last couple weeks, but it's okay. Um, but still putting stuff out there getting controversy for having my kids do chores a big debacle and <laughs> that was exciting um lots of mom shaming going on that's really interesting uh, but that's okay uh, yeah yeah um how dare you yeah, teach your uh, kids responsibility well yeah <laughs> how I'm dare an you? that's why you have kids isn't it i teach my kids yeah that's i'm right. a lazy mom who is abusive to my children that's what i was told wow so. which is completely wow. untrue. yeah if you know her at all so, yeah. so to all those families in, you know, the 1920s, 1930s who were using their kids on the farm, how double dog dare they? Yeah. <laughs> Child abuse. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yep. You know, you're, you're obviously a, a great mom. Um, you know, your, your kids are learning responsibility. They're learning accountability. And that's awesome. I think you're doing a great job. And that's, it's four in tow, right? Four, four tow in T-O-W. Yes. Okay, I was like four yes. and toes. Ooh, four toes. Yes, that's four unfortunate. And Here's toes. how we know that her yep. kids are <laughs> being parented and they're very well behaved is that there are four kids in her house right now and there's two of them that are able to make a podcast without any noises in the background. <laughs> you got this down, girl. You got this down. Yeah, we figured it out. <laughs> well, I just want to say very quickly. I thought you were referring to them as kids. <laughs> that's what. I, that's how I inferred that. Oh, <laughs> no! Both parents are hiding in the closet and the bedroom. Oh, so <laughs> while good. the kids are not. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I just want to say very quickly that, uh, you know, by the time that you hear this, you will have heard the next relationship series episode with uh, Mr. Tyler Wicks. And so you've probably been listening to his album, The Bottom. I know that this is Seth's favorite album. And, um, you know, we're all very excited about that. He's very that versed. He liked, he liked the low, album at the top, too. That is such lowbrow humor. <laughs> I expect better. Which do you like better, the album at the top or at the bottom? You're not helping the situation <laughs> at all. I heard if you play them both at the same time, like in reverse, like, like gay demons come out and give you butt sex. <laughs> no, those, those are actually uh, interdimensional chocolate. Oh my gosh. I hear you get your news from CNN. All these other fuckers watching Fox News again. Yo, Chris, don't they know that that shit is whack? Hell yeah, and it is a white and black. FG fan, bam, we found another way. There's some noobs, motherfucker, on fake to gray. We got How long has it been since we had Alex Jones? We missed you, man. Well, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's honestly been a while, but now that the uh, 2020 elections are coming up, <laughs> we are going to hear a lot more from Alex Jones. And he is at uh, prisonplanet.com, uh, infowarslife.com. And you will hear more about the gay frogs, and you will hear more about um, the anti-Trump agenda. <laughs> And the uh, brain worms and the parasites known as the globalist elite. <laughs> and by the way, I warned I warned y'all about Jeffrey Epstein. I, t- I told you that about twenty years you ago. Said it. And y- y'all didn't listen. You, you didn't listen. You said I'm it. I'm just gonna say that you're starting to sound more and more like a genius these days, Alex. I mean, the world is <laughs> as crazy and as fucked as you say it is. Well, you know, as 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 the world gets a little more mad and crazy, um, you actually um, you, you you tend to have these voices like mine and like uh, you know um, Donald Trump sound a little more reasonable <laughs> every day. I just want to know why did you say those things about Sandy Hook? Uh, uh, I I told you I I took those back and I I re- I actually redacted and retracted a lot of those statements that I made. I was actually in a form of psychosis. <laughs> Um, at that time in my life, and I was I was I was going through a lot. I was going through a divorce. I was getting drugged through courts, um, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Um, I was going through a stressful time, and um, you know I I apologize. I, I went on Joe Rogan's podcast. Joe Rogan's a good friend of mine. You know he's a, he's a good friend. Yeah, and, I, I saw um, you I trying to I apologize. choke out Eddie Bravo there. I thought for sure there was going to be some fireworks there. But. Well, you know Eddie's actually a good friend of mine, and you know I've known him for about fifteen years. Man, why like, don't you, you ever know, let him talk? Know, two, <laughs> well, you know, I, I mean, he, you know, he's, you know, doing doing the jujitsu and the and the, the 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 karate and all that sort of fun stuff. So, he's not really a good orator. You know, he's not really um hasn't been on air as much. So, I like to maybe you know um steer him in the right direction. Alex, are yes, sir? Are the gay frogs real? Can, can you confirm? <laughs> I just want to know about the frogs. You know, can you for confirm with me Actually, just, just your take on the gay frogs. I just I want to know. I want to know where you were coming from and where you're going. Well, if we're being fully transparent, it was actually a study, a real study done by uh, UC Berkeley, and they were studying the runoff of chemicals used on rice and uh, other other crops grown in the U.S. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. 
Uh, they actually turn the frogs into hermaphrodites. Yes, I use the term gay frogs uh, because it's a little more mainstream of a term. People don't really know the term hermaphrodite. Um, but they were actually changing the sexuality, the sexual makeup of the frogs. And that is a fact. You can look up the study done by UC Berkeley. You liberals love UC Berkeley. You love Berkeley. You All right, love, you're starting to you sound like just, you're making sense. So I don't like that. I think I'm going a little crazy. Get the fuck out of here, Alex. Uh, appreciate it. We'll, Thank you. We'll hear more about appreciate you. It. Coming up. Thanks for jo- dropping in, man. Thanks for dropping in. Appreciate you guys. Much love. I'm actually I'm going to become a Patreon member uh, at forty five thousand dollars a month. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> I meant to say, did we just have Alex Jones on? I missed it. It's <laughs> <laughs> my, my favorite guy. Yeah, he, did, he, uh, he didn't even seem like he missed you at all. He just, he, just, he didn't even ask about you. Well, that was a whole lot of fun, and I truly hope that you guys got to enjoy that as much as we did. I swear, every time we get to sit down together and have these type of conversations, <laughs> I find myself rolling on the floor with laughter and learning something new about myself and this unique cast of characters we have here at Fade to Great. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, as always, you can for as little as a dollar a month. Go to fadetograypodcast.com and click on the support link and it'll bring you to our Patreon page. From there, we'll add you to our Marco Polo group and you can be in on the conversation every day with us if that's not something that floats your boat then go ahead and just like us on facebook follow us on instagram but either way don't forget to go to itunes click on the five star review rating and leave us a review preferably good (laughs) until next time peace love you guys